Welcome to this episode of What's Your Work? Today I talked to Ian King, who's a coach who's been supporting young unemployed people back into work, amongst other things that he does. And we really dive deep into exactly what the podcast is all about. What's his work in the world? What's driving him? What's the work that he still sees to do on himself? And there we go. Really quite heartfelt at times and, and deep into his story and yeah, what's led him into this work. I hope you find it as inspiring. Listen to as I did. So, welcome to this episode of What's Your Work? For any of you not listened before, my name is Darius Morell. I'm the host of this podcast. And today I'm joined by Ian King. Ian, really warm welcome to you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Ian and I met over the last, actually more than a year ago, probably just over a year ago, uh, working on this uh, project to help young unemployed people back into work. And you were one of the coaches that's been working on that. So that's that's my experience of you as a, as a coach working with young people. I know you coach others as well and, and do other work. Um, and my experience of you, just to start with that, is someone who's, if I was describing as really sincere, like really good-hearted, kind of wants to do their best for people, really committed to people. That's my, that's, that's my feeling and impression and experience of you. How does that fit? Uh, thank you, firstly. Yeah, I think um, that's uh, lovely feedback, and I think that um, it fits quite comfortably with me. Yeah, you know, I think my business is people, and um, my passion is people. So, yeah, over many years in different guises, um, that's kind of been the fit. So, well observed, Darius, yeah. And do you want to share a little bit more about you know, what your work entails beyond coaching young, young people into work? What else are you up to? Yeah, sure. So I, um, my substantive role is as an advisor uh, for a trade union. I work with nurses and healthcare support workers. So um, that is an advice role. So, you know, quite, quite distinct from the coaching function. But I'm also, as a bolt onto that, I also uh, work as an organisational coach for that same organisation. So, so two very different hats. One is with you know, advice and solutions for um, nurses who are often um, facing quite significant adversity. The other is for colleagues who, uh, you know, generally speaking, are looking at issues around career progression, confidence. So it's quite a nice, uh, a nice mix for me, but quite distinct functions. And then I do some private practice as a coach. Um, and, uh, and as you've identified, um, I also know for what best part of a year been doing coaching as part of the kickstart scheme. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about how you found that and we'll, we'll kind of dive into that. Anything you're hoping to get from this conversation? Um, I think, Something that you always get, I always find that I, you know, I learn something um, about myself. You know, you often don't think about what motivates you or what, you know, is intrinsically 
uh, motivating you to do something. Um, and yeah, we can't always name that, can we, readily until someone probes. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that you'll probe and I'll, uh, I'll learn something. Yeah. yeah great. Well, you've come, to, you've come to the right place, right? What's Fantastic. your work? It's all, all about that, which is uh, how do we see ourselves and what our work is in the world? And so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll it's, I can suggest we start there with whatever version comes out first and we'll, we'll, as you say, probe into that. And then also connected, I see, is kind of what's the work that we're doing on ourselves? What do we see as next for us in our own journey and, and support us doing our work in the world? So how would you describe? What's your first go at, yeah, this is what I think my work in the world is. What, am I, what are you up to here? What am I up to? Um I was thinking about this last week and I, I think that, uh, you know, I said earlier, my, my work is people. Um, I think that it has been for a long time and I think it will continue to be. I'm, I'm evaluating at the moment, longer term, whether that is, um, you know, what that looks like. Uh, you know, there's, I've got a, a bit of an itch to scratch, possibly, as far as, um, you know, the, the what next. And uh, that might be um, uh, becoming a psychotherapist. Not sure. Not sure yet it appeals. Um, but I think, you know, looking ahead, uh, the work will continue to be um, in some capacity enabling people to facilitate change you know I, I i like to think that when i'm doing my best work i'm an agent of change for people you know enabling them to you know gain insight or or find solutions and um uh, you know find that peace that they need uh which is very often the confidence and courage to make a change yeah that makes sense it really really does i'm curious how it sounds to you as you as you hear yourself say those words yeah it 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 sounds uh encouraging to me and and kind of reassuring i think i i was on a journey for many years where i ended up in roles that i uh often thought you know how on earth have i have i got here you know what uh what right have I got to be doing this job? And um, yeah, it, 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 um, it's been quite an interesting path, I think, you know, that I think I've, I've had quite a lot of success in different roles, but all of them, the focus has been, you know, this, this piece of um, helping somebody else to make a change or ideally you make an improvement to their life in, in whatever context that's been. So I certainly want to continue doing that. Um, I think for me, it feels more and more that the more I do the coaching and the more I, you know, immerse myself in that and challenge myself that, that, um, that's something I want to grow more of and move away from advice as a mm. model and very much more into coaching so can i can i share a notice thing yeah. like what's going yeah. on as you're as you're speaking so please do when you when you were when i asked you the first time you you know and you, you use it like a name you know, an agent of change and a neighbor of people 
um, I was left like, wow, that's really powerful. It feels really coherent, succinct, and, and also recognizing, as you just said, sometimes it's really hard to get the words to describe what we do, right? But as you were talking in that moment, it's like, wow, that, that feels really compelling. That was, that, was, that was the reaction I had. And then I asked you, well, how does it sound to you listening to those words? And then my experience was almost the opposite of lots of words. And I was struggling to focus and then kind of attend to, okay, well, what's, 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 where's Ian going right now with that? So, so I wanted to offer that as a, because it, it was such a big difference. Like the first time I was like, wow, it was like, we could, we could stop right here. Like, he's answered, you know, we're five minutes in and he's like, got the yeah. nail in. It was like a, an unbelievable answer to that first question. And then your reaction, you know, so I'm curious, yeah, how does that, how does that happen? What's happening for you as I say that? Yeah, I hear that. I think, um, I, I think where I went with that is that reflection piece on how did I get here? Where am I going? Um, and, and uh, you know, you said something earlier, you know, the kind of work we have to do on ourselves, you know, and I think that um, is possibly a piece that's always there. I'm always striving to be, you know, better at what I do and, and mm. to be, you know, the best at being that agent of change or that, you know, that person that will, will benefit somebody else. And, uh, yeah, I think sometimes it's that piece that, that I'm evaluating, you know, or, or if there's a, if there's a, if there's a doubt, about the what next, you know, it's, it often resides in there, you know. Um. Now, so the form, I'm, I mean, I notice I'm less interested in generally because there's so many different f ways to give form to that intent that you have, right? So, so for me, in a way, this is about connecting to clarifying, you know, what's your, what's the deep intent that's there because it's clearly strong. And then, you know, there's, there's so many different forms as you already are giving expression to that in some ways. And there's, and there's thoughts about, oh, maybe there's different ways to grow that and that are more meaningful, interesting, useful, or I'm just ready for, or whatever it might be. So the, you know, there's, there's a whole, you know, whole variety of a form we could give to the intent of mm. being a neighbor of people. Um, I'm feeling incomplete around the, the, the I was going to move on to something else, but I'm going to name on, I'm feeling incomplete around the, so if we go back to that initial description you gave, which mm -hmm. as I, I heard it as really compelling, how did you hear it? Like, and maybe you're very coherent when you talk about, Hey, what do you do? But I, I, yeah, I'm curious about that. How did you hear, you know, how did it land for you? How did I hear it? So, so you so you you use these words. Mm -hmm. like, what's what I do? Like I say something different every time. Sometimes, like oh, that that sounds pretty good. Or often, I'm left feeling like hmm, that didn't really feel like it described it. But it's you know, it's good and you know, it's close enough, good enough. What's what I've got? Yeah. So I'm curious, how did it occur for you when you you know using that description, the original one, the agent of change? Yeah, yeah. It it. Um it's a comfortable space for me, you know, it, 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 
it occurred yeah it, it's um it's a place that feels familiar and and um what's the word what's a good word that and aspirational as well you know it's it's something that i i do and that i want to continue to live into um but it's not something that uh i feel sort of complacent about you know it's not oh yeah i do this um and i'm an expert at this it's uh you know for me it's uh it's something that I always need to develop and, and to, um, I, I don't think I would ever say I'm an expert at this, you know, because I, I, I think if I did, then I'm, I'm possibly not doing the best by anybody, you know, um, there's always something to learn. And, uh, so as much as it, uh, it pleases me and it, it brings me satisfaction uh, to say, you know, to say those words. I, I always feel like it's something I've got to live into, you know? Um, oh. Can you, can you see what the driver is for you? Kind of what's, what is it? That's, Cause it's, it feels strong. I right? like, like a strong sense of, this is important to you. What, what's the driver? The driver for me, um, I think, has always been uh, the this thing that's always driven me is is that I can see something. You know, I, I think I, I've always seen the the thing in me that that may have limited me. Or, or, you know, the events or the, you know, the, yeah, the events, the, the things in the past that may very well have limited me and, you know, these kind of limiting beliefs that we all have that, that can mean that we don't thrive and we don't achieve the things that we're capable of. Um, you know, and I've, I, that's been my lived experience, you know, and, and I've been very fortunate, uh, you know, to have either that person in life or those people or those moments of clarity where you know I've been able to to evolve and and to challenge myself and to to thrive uh and and I I think that's the thing that that really drives me and has driven me in every every role you know it's that empathy piece and that insight that you think actually I I can see something I can I can make a difference here by having that insight and and the empathy that I have with this person or this group of people um and and the passion to see them have the opportunity to thrive you know whether that's advice work or whether that's coaching or what whatever role I've had so I think that's that's what drives it, you know. It's it's having, you know, been on the 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 cusp or the precipice or whatever is the correct term of, you know, which way do I go here? You know, it's it's down the rabbit hole or it's it's onwards and upwards, right? Um, thankfully, it was onwards and upwards. Yeah. Is the 
a formative experience that comes to mind for you that would feel worth sharing and doesn't have to be, but I'm just kind of curious, like to, to illustrate your own journey and it doesn't have to be, but I'm curious if there is something that would be. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think probably the most formative experience was, was childhood really, you know, as it is for many of us, uh, when we don't have the, emotional and intelligence we don't always have the language to understand what it is that uh is influencing us um i grew up in a in a household where there was a considerable amount of anxiety and stress um part, partly to do with my father's job um and also to do with having a very anxious uh mother who wasn't great at filtering um and as the youngest of five kids was very very close with her but she gave me a lot of information that you wouldn't share with a child um and and uh so you know i i had a lot of um I guess, you know, sort of projected anxiety for want of a, 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 you know, a better definition over a sustained period of time, uh, which consequently led me to be quite, to being quite unwell as a child, you know, all those things that you might expect of someone who's running around with lots of anxiety that, you know, they're not really sure what they need to be worried about, but they're perpetually anxious. Um, so I'd say that was the, the sort of formative experience which you know as you mature and become a young adult you know I, I i still didn't have the 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 language and the understanding you know um to to kind of process or articulate you know what what what's my challenge you know why do i feel like you know like this person who's who's worried about everything and not good enough um and uh that was quite a process you know but uh definitely the formative um you know experience i think that that has taken me on the the journey i've been on professionally mm. thank you thank you for sharing that it sounds i mean that's i mean it's, it's hard enough when we've got our own stuff to work through that really is ours, trying to work through stuff which isn't ours and distinguish that or even realize that that's possible, that I'm carrying stuff that isn't mine. It's, that's, I, I think that can be really challenging. Um, yeah. And anything that you would share, again, that's, that was helpful in, I don't know if releasing that is the right word, but just in the... Any catalytic moments for you that you can, yeah, yeah, share? absolutely. I know I'll be candid. I think I I got to a point where, um, as a young adult, um, with all that stuff, um, which was enough to deal with, you know, I then uh, had the additional, uh, you, you know, uh, I say burden challenge of. Um, you know, acknowledging my sexuality and I was, you know, not, not in any way resilient enough to, to come and say to the, the people closest to me, you know, I'm a gay man, um, because of all the other 
challenge you know all the other stuff that you were made to worry about was like this is you know not not a conversation that that we can we can have so i think you know at, at its peak i was acutely anxious depressed and um and and really you know at rock bottom and uh, the catalyst for me i remember walking into um the a and e of a london hospital and um and asking to uh see a a psychiatrist essentially those were the day i don't know if you can still do it but you could walk in and see a duty psychiatrist and you know thank god i did because i think you know i was really vulnerable and uh i just couldn't cope anymore i just couldn't function um i was really unhappy and i was in my early 20s and uh and yeah, that, that was a catalyst. You know, I went in, I remember sitting down. I've always had quite a dark sense of humor. Um, you know, perhaps no surprises there. That was my, my way of coping, um, with all of the adversity that I felt I had. Um, so I remember going in, sitting down with this lovely woman, a psychiatrist who came, um, and being really, really, you know, angry and upset and, um, trying to convey the message that, you know, I'd had enough and I felt like I was a risk to myself and, you know, I needed, needed help. And, uh, she obviously saw something. Um, I can't remember her exact words, but, you know, we ended up, um, having a laugh. You know, I think I was making her laugh because I was using humor to convey the message that about my vulnerability, um, and so I walked out of there, uh, obviously not, not having been admitted with, um, you know, no, no intervention planned or deemed necessary. And I think that was a catalyst, you know, just having somebody for the first time sitting down and just being really frank and saying, you know, this is where I'm at. Um, I'm always holding everyone up and, and, uh, you know, I can't do it anymore. So, you know, help. Um, and I think her advice generally, um, she was delightful, but I think generally was, look, I think you're all right. You know, I think you'll be all right. Um, and as is often the case, you have one conversation, don't you? And, and you can have a very different perspective. And, and I, I think I came away and I, I just had that, I don't know that clarity that moment was like this is not this is not who I want to be yeah that was a, a an absolute catalyst for me um and the first thing I did thereafter was was become a volunteer in a weekend drop-in center near to where I live for mental health service users um which just further um I, I guess supported me in terms of you know you're all right you know you've got something yeah. to give and you've got you know there are people who are far more vulnerable and far worse off and you know do something with this um because you know I could empathize but that that wasn't a world where where I wanted to belong mm. Mm. Wow, and I'm, I'm really touched that you shared that, and, and you know, just listening, it's very. It's not just my heart kind of opening, and, and, and 
yeah, just feel for you in that moment and also just acknowledge the that act of reaching out for support, help, so critical. Mm. And, you know, if I reflect on myself, at, at various times when I've Looking back, when I've been in really tough places, I don't, I don't reach out in that way. Right? I, I just have this story of look, I, I'm going to sort this out myself somehow. Or even if the thought comes, it's like, oh, I just don't even know how to ask, or I'm too embarrassed, or I'm too whatever it is. And I just acknowledge. I think that's really unhealthy in me. Like, it's, you know, I think I'm fortunate in some ways that. Other aspects of myself of just you know whatever, whatever however it's happened, I've managed to navigate those situations mm. and, and come out of them. Um, and I don't think that's healthy or, or you know recommended. So I think that act of whatever was in you to recognize, you know, what I'm at this point of desperation, if I use that word, and I'm going to ask someone for some help. And clearly, whatever happened in that conversation, whether it was even just verbalizing, hey, here's where I'm at. You know, we know how we do this work, right? We know how powerful it is when we can be with someone. And yeah, to, to have been held, I guess I'm going to use that word, obviously not having been there or knowing it, but it feels like you were held at that moment and seen at that moment and got what you needed at that moment. Amazing. Thank you again for sharing it. No problem. You know, I think it, it. You're absolutely right. You know, and I still do it at times. You can you can be in a situation where you think I can deal with this. You know, I, I I've got all the tools. Um, I don't need to articulate this to anybody else. And uh, and sometimes we can, right? Depends what it is. I think, but but you know, it it. it can be naive to think that you know we've either dealt with something or that we've got the capacity the resilience um to to do so um and i think that moment was you know i didn't realize that until many years later and many events later i think but um yeah you know whoever it is to have that conversation um whether it's with a friend you know an advisor a coach you know we see it all the time don't we in this work that that one conversation sometimes is all that someone needed you know what occurred to me as you were speaking was just beyond kind of oh you know you don't even you don't even need to wait to the point till you need to right i mean it, it, it's maybe you can do it yourself and i did it myself as it were like i stayed with whatever i was in and, and it was pretty unpleasant and it lasted however long you know but that's unnecessary. Like, yeah, maybe by having talked to people, that would have been a different pathway. Or maybe I did need to go through something a bit tough and, and difficult to, to see what I needed to see. But I guess for people listening, what I've seen is there's so much support out there, whether it's friends, family, people that you might consider even a bit strangers or, or professionals. There's a huge wealth of, of support, goodwill, intent, love for you in the world. And if we can open to that, 
then some magical things can can stop happening, even if it's, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one going through this. And that's been one of the most powerful pieces you know, that I've seen or I've seen be powerful for people, you know, this work we've been doing over the last year with, with young people who've been, been going through a really tough time, right? Pandemic, isolation, certainly a year ago, incredibly tough job market, employees weren't hiring, everyone was on furlough, that and that and. And people feeling worthless, ashamed, useless, lacking confidence, tried applying, you know, just what's the, you know, what do I do? And then seeing their peers and realizing, oh, my gosh, these people I'm surrounded with, they're amazing, and they're feeling exactly the same as I am, doubtful, anxious, mental health, and, and, and. So it's a little bit of a segue into the work we've been doing, but just that knowing we're not alone to me is a huge and we haven't even done anything quotes done anything at that point other than realize just get out of my own world of this is all awful to oh wow yeah this uh, this is other people are facing very similar things um and as you said other people are facing actually even sometimes tougher things that helps us sometimes get perspective of you know what what i'm facing is is yeah it's tough and it's tough for me and it's not everything there is there is other other ways to see and relate to what what's going on. So I'm so I'm sort of I guess I'm moving us into a little bit reflecting on some of the work you've been doing. If that is that is that okay to go to that? Yes, for sure. Yeah. So what's what stood out for you or struck you from the work that you've been doing over this last year with with young people in that sphere? Well, I think you've just talked to it, actually, Darius. And I think one of the things is, you know, this um, the piece that's been there for lots of people is, you know, this weird world that we've been living and working in. So, you know, people either, you know, without work for a prolonged period of time, start a job in this sort of, you know, new alien universe where they'd, they'd never actually physically met a colleague. Um you know, and, and, and come to that with, you know, this sort of almost extra layer of um, anxiety and doubt and, and um, you know, just the, 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 the fact that the, the, the difference between just coming into work and seeing a colleague and having a chat in the corridor and you know that sort of sense of some sense of community and camaraderie and you know and rather than just being sat home you know staring at a screen and i i think that that's been really challenging for some some people you know i think almost too much time uh to reflect um you know the pros and cons right but but that that piece where you come off a call or you know you're you're not getting feedback whatever it is you know that you can very then easily attach to your own narrative about uh, what might just be a, a really minor doubt about something that then becomes this whole other story right because 
because of the environment that you're in and because of the way you're being required to work. So that's, I think, you know, being hugely challenging. And I think in terms of people's mental health, you know, that isolation and just lack of input sometimes is, is really detrimental for people. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a great point. And, and you know, in the absence of information, we, we make up our own stories about what's going on. And, and I hadn't even, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just sort of digesting what you were saying because I hadn't really thought about it that way of, yeah, it was very easy to spiral, right? Even even starting from a relatively healthy point of like, oh, did I say the right thing there? And say, without anyone, if I'm working remotely and I've got no one to just even check in or get a sense of, then I'm, brains tend to think of worst case scenarios. And out of control, that can build and build, and suddenly it becomes a huge, you know, a huge thing. Yeah, I also think that for some, depending on what they're doing, who they're doing it for, and you know that sort of engagement piece, if they're working remotely, you know, I've had a sense that motivation, you know, sustaining motivation for something where you're potentially not getting feedback as actively as you would if you were just yeah. in a space with colleagues um, and or your line manager. Um, I think that, that that's a challenge for people, you know, is kind of, you know, where's my motivation for this? You know, it's just yeah. me in a room in service yeah. of something or someone that I either do or don't feel passionate about. Right. And, Arguably, much easier when you feel passionate about what you're doing, but um... yeah. Hmm. And on the and, and then from I don't say on the on the other side, but what what's been inspiring for you about the work? Then, or kind of have you seen or, or uplifting? Yeah, I mean the, that's an easier one. I think I think it's just um, it's the people, you know. It's these these young adults who are brilliant and, um, you know, often so inspiring in terms of um, their passion for what they do or what they want to do. Um, and, you know, those moments where that person who has said, well, this, you know, what's all this about coaching? You know, how's this going to help me? You know, that person that's perhaps been a little difficult to engage to get, you know, get that session in um, or indeed in, in, in a group setting, you know, we've had some, some lovely moments where, you know, the, the participants have um, given each other, um, you know, the, the courage or the knowledge or something that, that you, you just see, you see them brighten, you know, you see that moment where it's like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that or, you know, oh, that's, you know, thank you for that. That's a, a brilliant suggestion or, yeah. So, so you know, that's for me always inspiring, you know, just that, that piece that I think the biggest thing that seems to emerge is that the, is the self-compassion piece, you know, and, and we're awful at it as human beings, aren't we? But, you know, I, I think particularly in this context, you know, with people who have 
you know, lingered on unemployment after, you know, getting a brilliant degree and being full of hope and, and, you know, joy about their future. And then in rolls the pandemic and no job, you know, very little contact with people, or they may have finished their, their degree virtually and not had the experience that they were aspiring to. Um, inevitably, it's going to knock your your confidence and um and so for me the self-compassion piece and and seeing people have those moments where they allow themselves to be a bit kinder to themselves or you you know you invite them to try something that that you know they they are are willing to go and and have a go at and just you know take a risk be, be kind to yourself, you know, change the narrative. And, and uh, to, to see that actually happen and to see them have those moments and to get the feedback that, oh, yeah, I tried this and it's been really helpful. Uh, yeah, that's inspiring. Mm. It's helpful. Yeah. 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 Just, just as you say, seeing the brilliance in people and, and being part of somehow that shining more yeah it's amazing one of my kind of i guess learning edges and i'd love to love to hear your reflections on your own so in this work i got an i got an, an email from someone who participated in the scheme because i can i i can be too in a way too committed to people's potential like oh my gosh like you're capable of so much you're so able and then if people aren't fulfilling it or aren't unlocking to the degree quotes that I think is possible or that they should, or like my own story about, you know, then I feel disappointment, right? And lost, you know, sense of lost opportunity. So that's what I, I, I'm saying. It's, it's kind of a, an edge for me to, to I say, let go of or just understand more deeply that and this, this is what really shifted to someone I'd been working with we've done six months together I, I think he's amazing and you know did everything he was asked to do and it felt like it fell short of what could have been possible there was a bunch of stuff that was getting in the way in different ways working remotely and and he wrote me an email at the end of the six months saying you know thank you so much for the opportunity this has been the best six months of my life that I've had in a very long time. And it shook me of out of, oh my gosh, like A, how amazing and I'm so happy. That's the whole point of this thing. And in his world of however long he did not had any work at all before and, and, and just it's like great, what greater gift to give someone this opportunity, even if it was at 50%, 30% of what it could have been, it's irrelevant. It's a, it was, that's a huge, and it's not up to me to say that anyway, right? Even if I, even if I quote it's new, but just to hear that really helped me connect to what's most important and, and beautiful about being alongside people of, of wow. That's, that's important for me, that that's been a positive step. 
and that I can now go to an interview and talk about work I've actually done rather than, yeah. you know, what have you been doing the last six months, sitting at home on a sofa or whatever else it might be. So that, I'm, I'm sort of sharing that as an, as an edge and an insight. Yeah, just seeing how carried away I can get and how unhelpful that is. And there's a lovely part of it, but it, it can also become a pitfall. So I'm curious, what, have, what, what are you seeing for you or, or, yeah, is there as an edge or a learning, learning point for you? Yeah, learning I think point. there's always, always a learning, isn't there, you know, and, and uh, you know, I absolutely hear what you're saying. I think sometimes you, we see the potential, don't we? And, and we can become frustrated on behalf of somebody if we don't think that we are that they are fulfilling that potential but you know i think that the outcome that you you describe you know demonstrates very clearly if they if somebody takes away one thing right that that is beneficial to them in whatever they then choose to do um whether that's in a personal or professional capacity then then we've done good work right if we've if we've helped them find or learn something about themselves or the world um or other people that that um that they value um and that that experience uh will benefit them that knowledge will benefit them then then we've we've done all right i think um i think the learning for me has been you know to notice that that sometimes and perhaps a bit like you you know I, I i want the best for people um and i have to be mindful that i'm not directive you know um especially wearing two hats you know i work as an advisor so i i, I have to be directive with often very challenged people who um you know will or won't act on that but that's the job you know you yeah. need to know this and i need to tell you how to do this or where to get this. Um, so I have to be careful not to, particularly with this, with this group, you know, because um, they, they speak to my heart, I guess, in terms of, you know, some young adults who might not be feeling hugely uh, self-compassionate or, or value themselves. Um, and, you know, I, as as we've discussed, I I know that place, you know, I know that space very well. So um that's that's something that I I, I have to be aware of and not lean into too heavily, you know? Yeah, it's 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 a such a delicate line, if it is even a line of, of just when am I overreaching, getting drawn in? And I know that, you know, the, the approach that we've kind of and sort of training that you went through, as it were, that we were kind of in this sort of philosophy, this piece around adult, adult, about, mm -hmm. hey, you're each of us responsible for our own lives, these really empowering conversations and, yeah, how to, how to show up in the relationship in a way that's also really, yeah, is helpful and, and, and is speaking to what's needed. So it's, it's certainly not simple or mechanistic work in terms of sensing into hey where am i right now in this um yeah 
how and who, who am I being for this person that I'm with? And can I, at least for me, like, can I be full of compassion and, and potentially stay in that being piece versus the directive to allow them to feel like a feeling that comes from me when you talk about self-compassion strong like that's a powerful place of being powerful stance i experience and so part of it for me is really trusting the power of that and that that people get an experience of of if it's if it's okay to use these words being loved and then the potential for transformation that that moment holds of, oh, I'm okay. Then something might become possible just from that, from that place. Without us necessarily needing to say anything. It doesn't stop us from saying something, but it just a just to allow that possibility of the person experiencing it for themselves. And being seen, right? And, uh, and really being seen. And I think that for any of us, you know, depending on the context, that isn't always a comfortable space to be in. Um, but, yeah, to be seen and, and to be to know that you're in a compassionate and safe space, you know, can be really powerful. Um, as you say, you know, you may not be saying a great deal or anything. Um, you may have said one thing and, and, and being a catalyst for somebody to, yeah, to love themselves a bit and, and, and to, to be all right with that. You know, it's, um, It's surprising and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it does, you know, it does make me sad sometimes how often I talk to people who feel like that's self-indulgent, you know, that that's uh, something they can't give themselves. Um, and it's so limiting, you know, it's so fundamental to whatever it is they want to do or achieve. Um, but if that piece isn't there, then it, it's probably unlikely that, that those other things are going to align or, or work very well, right? Or, or bring you fulfillment. And, and so, yeah, it, it, it's powerful and it's, um, it's special, you know, when, when that happens. And, it, yeah, it's easier sometimes than others, right? You know, some people are... are for all their reasons, hardened or resistant or stuck, and yeah, you have to you have to find the language, don't you, that works with that person. Yes, and, and I was just, I was with this phrase of you know, what a gift it is to to the gift of seeing someone. Like what a gift to give someone to just really see them and to see all of them 
even you know the bits which are hard or difficult or, or that don't want to see themselves, you know, just to be able to see, oh wow, it seems like this is there for you, right? and and that being okay too, because that's what's there, that's what's showing, and yeah, just the incredible both beauty and power and. And yeah, I didn't use the word heart, that is heart, but just that heart, almost heart to heart connection with people. And all this pressure that we, intention that we put on ourselves or we experience from others that, that isn't, isn't necessarily needed. It was feeling to me like we were kind of coming to more of a closing point in our, in our sort of conversation together anything that feels present for you that you want to share or say or yeah i think um you know it's it's uh it always feels like a, a bit of a, a gift really a bit of a treat to, to talk about the work uh you realize how we just get on with it. We do it. And there's so little opportunity sometimes outside of supervision and, you know, the, the models that are there for us as practitioners um, to just have a chat about it and reflect and, and think about what's important um, and, you know, and what drives it as well. You know, I don't think anyone's asked me that uh, ever. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's nice to, um, to reflect and, and be clear and congruent about why do I do this again? You know, how did I get here? Um, so that's been really helpful and, uh, and enjoyable, you know, to, to talk about that and, uh, and share it really. Cause it's just not something that, that people really ever ask. They might ask what you do and who you do it for. Um, they less often ask why you do it. Right. Mm. I know we do it as coaches, but yeah. Right. Yeah. And how have you found the conversation as a whole? Really good. Yeah, really good. It's um it you know, I'll come away and I'll reflect as I as I always do. There's always some learning, isn't there? You know? For me there is. There's always some learning and uh that that piece around where am I going and what next? I already feel perhaps a bit clearer about that as a result of this chat. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and again, you know, and thank you, but it's that, that, that what is it that is intrinsically motivating, uh, you know, about this and, uh, you know, why am I sat here having this conversation with you? How did I get here? And, uh, I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. We get, we get caught up, don't we? In the, the, the treadmill of everything we're doing and the, even the bits we don't like, um, off more often the bits we don't like. Yeah. Um, so this has been lovely in that sense of uh, helping me clarify. 
That's great to hear. And any feedback for me in terms of you know how I've shown up or yeah, I think well, there's a thank you um, and and feedback. You know, is is as you always show up, Darius, which is you know, it's this um, brilliant listener and observer and. Uh, the uh, decluttering my many words. I'm not the most succinct person, and uh, yeah, and, and I love the opportunity, the rare opportunity to to share. Um, so uh, yeah, thank you for hearing the important bits and uh, helping me reflect. And thanks also for the opportunity. You know, just doing the work has been at times challenging. Um, but hugely rewarding. Yeah, well, it's been a great pleasure talking with you, and, and, and I was going to say the same for you. Like, thank you for everything you've done over this past year, and, and yeah, just being there at that time and making a difference in people's lives. Um, yeah, and for the part you played in that. So, yeah, big thank you for me too. Thank you for listening to that episode. I was left with just a reminder of that quality of, of self-compassion that Ian talked about, just how important it is, how valuable it is, how much we can neglect ourselves in this busy, crazy world. Just what a beautiful gift it is to see people, to let go of needing to do anything, be clever, be smart, say anything. Just really be there for each other. I wish you well, whatever your day has next in store. And if you find an opportunity, some self-compassion, a chance to really see someone, whether that's a child, a partner, someone you work with, just really take a moment to be with who they are. Love to hear how you get on.